Hello and welcome to our, the last of our mini episodes of Roll Better, where we're talking to our uh, new Challenger Designer Player finalists. Today we have Henry Kay, uh, excellent player, pillar of the community, uh, and Guild Ball Field Test Survey champion, yeah. which we will Guru. talk a, a little bit about. Um, yeah, not not really a lot to say. Can I say Henry that? was. I'm a little bit upset that I didn't think of it until now, but we should have called our top four the Elite Four. Is that a Pokemon thing? That's a Pokemon thing. Oh. I mean, I like you can really from now on. So, okay, let's rewind. This is the last of our interviews with the Elite Four. How about that? Yeah, that's good. I like cool. that. Let's go with that. So we had a nice chat with Henry about a little bit of this and that. Um, Yeah, so that's the last of our interviews if anyone's got any opinions on their uh, best players please do jump on our page and get commenting and talking and chatting um and we are gonna try and decide who is our favorite yeah let's do it let's go hello and welcome to another mini episode of the roll better podcast today we have special guest mr henry k pillar of the gilball community joining us hello henry Oh. <laughs> um, we're going to do what we've done with all our, our guests we've asked and said, how has been your hobby progress during lockdown? Have you got much hobby done? I got surprisingly little hobby done, really, just because um, when there are no tournaments coming up like that I need models for, then I have this impetus to actually get any hobbying done. Yeah, true. That's only the thing that actually makes me get stuff finished. I know exactly yeah, and- how you feel. And as we said, you've actually been working the whole time, so it's a bit different for you. Like me, I haven't done a damn thing, so all I should have done is paint models. (laughs) But um, what I would like to talk to you about briefly, which was a little bit of sort of hobby things, was your excellent Guild Ball Field Test survey. All right, yeah. Man's got Um, data. A bit off topic, I just just thought we should mention it, because that was like a hobby of a sort. Um, That was really good, and I, I think was kind of useful in in the fact that we haven't actually had like an official gilble field test feedback or document it feels like so far yours is the biggest and best contribution i think there's going to be yeah it feels like it's something that like steamforge information that steamforge should have yeah like you know i sort of sort of hoping that they get it themselves but <laughs> since they don't seem to be uh doing that then well someone may as well pick it up so that they have something to work with yeah and you did a great job man <laughs> it was like well, if you're not gonna do this i'll do it then <laughs> yeah um obviously this isn't about the gibble field test but we're going to talk about your player but i just wanted to ask what do you think was there anything that came up in that survey that for you was um, the most significant thing there's a lot of people think like dislike ball killing which is not too surprising, mm-hmm. um, and possibly think that it's too strong as well. But at the same time, they don't generally think that like football teams in general are too weak, which right. is somewhat sort of concerning because it means that if Steam Forest does end up having to actually make ball killing weaker in some way, then well, they'll need to do something else as well in order to mitigate the fact that footballing teams will get better and they're already fine. Yeah, mm, yeah. I, I That's think that to take into account. I think because I answered pretty much both of those questions. Yeah, ball, ball, ball 
killing is horrible and football teams are fine. So I think it's just when you have one bad game even where the ball was killed against you so competently that it just wrecks your game and you're just like, well, I hated that game. I didn't know. I couldn't do anything. It sticks with you, I think. And maybe it's, you know, unfair that people moan about that because I don't think everyone's doing it, but I do think that some of the top players do it because it's a good way to win. Well, the way I've always looked at it, and I, I generally play fighting teams, the way I always see it is that like, I generally try not to kill the ball because the ball's a really useful resource and so on. Sure. But there's always problems with like trying to trying to actually like interact with footballing teams. There mm. are only so many ways of doing it because they don't care about killing your models or anything. So like their only objective is the ball. So mm. given the choice between giving them their route to score VPs and losing the game and not well you sort of have to take it away. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean and as much as I hate it, I, I completely agree. It's it's the thing. It's what you do. Problem is that there's no real other way of interacting with them, and you can't afford to take that risk because if you don't, then you're just going to lose because they score VPs faster than you do. Mm. Which is why the thing I was um, of talking about in the Discord and so on was the idea that maybe the three VP goals suggestion. I think that that would be a good way of doing things if you also significantly buffed strikers, like make sharks tackle momentous make, like, basically give most strikers a one-influence charge, just as an example. Sure. That level of, like, give people more efficiency, let them break through close control more easily, and so on, hmm. so that they can, if they go on a goal run, they will consistently score, but when they do so, then they're not getting as far ahead on the VP race as they would be otherwise. Yeah. Hmm. So that that way you can actually afford to risk the ball, because, well, like, the, the penalty for losing it isn't so bad, and and... Compared to the cost, the benefit of ball killing is less. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think one thing that John, who's not with us tonight, had said was, and I got liked, was when you score, you get to dodge for free rather than burning a mom as just an off, a little offset. And I did quite like that because I don't know how if you've played me or test games with all few, not many, but a few, and the three goals hurt me really badly. I was really struggling because that's the way I play the game, obviously. Yeah, um, I recognise that it would definitely make the teams weaker. Yeah, uh, it was tough. But I feel like right now, generally, if you, if you are actively killing the ball, then the scoring team is probably going to have to make four goal runs because one of them is going to go horribly wrong. Agreed, if not more. So <laughs> if yes, you agreed. just make those goal runs significantly more consistent, then they still need to make four goal runs. It's like the same as it is now in order to win the game, but missing a goal no longer feels horrible because you didn't miss any goals because you actually scored them all. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's tough to argue with, with you yeah, put it so succinctly. But... Um, okay, cool. Well, right, I shan't divert us any further. I was just really interested because you know, you <laughs> a you're so good at the game and you understand the game, and b you really, I really loved that you went and did that survey. And I think Matt Hart really liked it as well, so good on you. <laughs> and so, on to your player, Longshanks for the oh. Union. Uh, loved your story. Sherwin needs to see this because, quite frankly, it could absolutely have come from a rule book. It's this really is more good. fluff than we've had from SFG in the past year. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> it, it's the <laughs> sorry, oh, I'll, sorry, sorry, SFG, I'll get my knife out of your back. Hang on. Turn around. Stop, stop wiggling. 
<laughs> really good. Like I was, I was absolutely in there. I could uh, really well written, mate. I don't know if I know you're. A, that's not your jam in terms of professional work, but I want you to do more writing because it was great. I'll keep it in mind then. <laughs> yeah, if you could. Um, yeah, it, it yeah, just it's. I just want to go on a little bit further because I thought it, the style of it really felt like it fit with everything we've had from Sherwin, which I think is something really quite a difficult thing to hit. Is because obviously everyone has their own distinct style, and I felt like the way you wrote it really tied it in nicely to to the way the, the other Gilbert Fluff is written. So I thought it was really, really sort of well blended into the uh, existing law we have. Really good, mm. man. Thanks. Yeah. Well, can making you... it up as I went along. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about Longshanks then? So the original idea came from when the release of with the release of that greed and how the union sort of continued being a playable team in sort of season four. And sort of the fluff is that, you know, Greed is trying to get the the union back together again. Mm. And the but none of the like players that you can play alongside Vet Greed actually still play for the Union of the Fluff. So it only makes sense in a very tenuous way. Um, so I figured that having something to sort of bridge that gap would make sense from the Fluff perspective. And also, the Union don't really have any dedicated support models. Or de dedicated support um, squaddies. They've got yeah. race, but that's about so, it. Like, yeah. Longshanks fits both of those. Yeah, I, I mean, I really like that. I like, I and I liked the way you tied it in with the whole, we've got dirt on you. We, we, you know, yeah. we still have this stuff holding to hold over you. That's I. That it was a really nice justification rather than just they're playing with them for reasons. Yeah, well, the union have always been the guild of sort of underhanded deals and stabbing people in the back and so on. Yeah. So it sort of makes sense that they're getting people via blackmail rather than by um like being friends with them because in the season one fluff then it wasn't like the other guilds actually wanted union players on the pitch playing for them <laughs> yeah it was that yeah. the union said we are going to be playing on your team instead of your real players deal with it mm. Do you know, so forgot, having that, that sort of be inverted yeah, no, yeah. i've forgotten that actually yeah it was it was the union were like we're, this guy's playing on your team today because well not that they tell you but he's got a mission he needs to carry out and that's and he's going to get that done so he's on your team today Crack on. So, just looking at his uh, character plays, calling in favours, target model suffers one damage and two inch push. If the model is a veteran, it suffers a four inch push instead. I like the fact that you, this player is all about the veterans. I really quite like that a lot, mate, to be fair. Um, and then we'll come on to the next veteran ability. But um, what was your thoughts behind that? Just, it's a nice character play. It's two, It costs two. So, we liked the balance of it in the way that you've got calling in favours and then below the belt is cost two so target friendly model gains plus one attack and shove the boot in which is super powerful you can he can only do one character play a turn which we liked one of the reasons that it costs two as well is that you can use it on enemy models so right. and using one cost character play as enemy models always feels horrible because it's such a coin flip yeah yeah so having it cost two means that it actually works consistently and like it, I don't want it to be strictly better than quick time, which it sort of would be if it cost one. Like, one damage doesn't really matter all that much a lot of the time. Or you can use it to kill your own model sometimes, which is sort of fun. Yeah, that's true. But I, um, I like the... Oh, sorry, go go, Henry. It, it, um, it's, it's a big threat extension as well. Like, if it is a veteran, then yeah, four inches for one influence would be enormous. Yeah. So, um, yeah, sort of want to avoid that. Mm. Could he do it to himself? In your head? Uh, no, he's not a veteran. 
Well, yes, he can. He can, can, can do the two. Can, he can move him two inches for, for to influence you, yeah. mm. um, but he can't. He can't go four. And see. below the belt, I mean, that's just nasty. That's just horrid. I wanted a buff that would like strengthen, like that would work nicely with Blackheart in particular. I mean, I know that like a lot of the Union model, like Blackheart doesn't have a fantastic knockdown, but on the charge, then he can get it and that sort of stuff. Mm. But um, the main thing was that I wanted him to like do supporting stuff, but at the same time, having an additional support model that would help Minx was probably not too good an idea. Because <laughs> Minx needs all the help she can get, right? That's right, Minx is fine. Like... Give that poor girl some damage buffs. <laughs> Please, she needs them on five on three. Stat! <laughs> think of them. <laughs> Somebody please think of the children. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that felt chuffing horrible. If someone was knocked down and then Minx, Minx goes in with this, yeah, she, get, she can get more though. She wear if she's with Black Heart and she's got below the belt, tooled up from Rage. Are there any other damage buffs? Is it, or is it, is Mom Six on Three her limit? Butchery. Yeah, yeah so I was thinking Butchery from Black Heart. So that's Mom Six on Three. Can we get her any higher? <laughs> or is that enough? Uh, no, because the plot card was shoved the boot in. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's it. Oh, okay. Poor well, thing. it's nice she's to have a line six. to draw somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but yeah, I, that, that yeah. felt cool. Yeah. Um, just looking at it back quickly, underhanded tactics at the start of the game after the kickoff has been resolved, choose one enemy model to suffer the bleed condition. Now that's fluffy. I really like that. Um, that sneaky before the game's even started, Longshanks is causing trouble. Yeah, it's like a knife appearing from out of the crowd or like someone had something suspicious for dinner last night or something along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, it was the first first time I played Guild Boy, it actually felt like Blood Bowl. <laughs> it's like someone's done the underhand tactics card. And it's got, it's like, yeah. for, for the, if you're the receiving team, it's probably nine times out of ten not going to be so bad, except that you're going to be bleeding a momentum you probably don't want to lose. But well, it's just three hit points, so you don't have to clear it even. Yeah, but then, see, that's a very union thing to say, because if they don't <laughs> clear those, that if they take that three hit points, suddenly they're a very easy model to kill most of the time. But that, what I really thought was nasty is on the if you're the kicking team and they choose a model that's one of your models that's going to be sitting at the back or a bit further back most of the time that you as the kicking team isn't going to get a chance to clear that bleed condition so they're definitely losing the three hit points that you just felt put rough. it on the kicker and try and kill him yeah, yeah or you I... can just bum rush the kicker yeah which is why i made it bleed rather than just straight damage because it means that like you, it doesn't make it any easier for you to actually one round them before mm. they can activate yeah don't do any damage until after that point which is really nice I liked the idea that they could be going for the goal and it's like, do I bonus time this? Or do I clear my <laughs> yeah, do, I, uh, <laughs> do I want to lose 3 HP here? I'm only going to have 11 hit points after that. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it if it generates choices. Yeah, I mean, if you're scoring a goal against the Union, then that model is probably dead anyway. So yeah, that's why it's less momentum for killing them. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That um, is an excellent point. That, that three bleed could actually be one less mom. You're right. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I've killed my model before you could. Thing. Yeah. Um, tenderizer thing that does four damage. It just means yeah, that the, yeah. we get to generate less momentum off of the guy. That's a good yeah. point. I hadn't really considered that. Um, before Barry uh, continues, I just wanted to go back to calling in favors because the reason I really loved it is because. Because of the name, obviously, and the fact that if they're a veteran that you're pushing, you're pushing them for, is it just feels like they're 
they're sort of saying to their to their ex players, it's like, no, you're taking a dive for us this game. And I really liked the the character of that character play to, to use to slightly overuse the word, but I really <laughs> like the what the the imagery it conjured up for me of like he like Longshanks is running through the field and sort of give, gives the enemy veteran the nod and they sort of leap out of the way what? or go in, go in for it and slide past him or something like that. I was thinking about making it um, something along the lines of like if they're a friendly model they clear conditions and if they're an enemy model they remove they suffer knockdown or something along those lines mm. but firstly it was too much text to fit on the card um, but secondly like it's like I sort of wanted him to also mildly screw over his allies <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he's, he can help them out but they're going to take a little hit on the way yeah, like you know, the, the the union don't really have that much in the way of actual sort of physical power now because they have so few people. Mm. So they're probably sort of relying on their on the like history that they've got and the sort of soft power that they've got lying around in on, in their books from years ago and that sort mm. of thing. Like they've got a lot of power in their name and a lot of power in the knowledge rather than their actual physical presence. Yeah. Mm, clever. Um. So we just got to move on to this one because this is the. The bit we've all been waiting for. Yeah. Um, for old time's sake, when this model is selected for a roster, you may replace one squaddy already selected for that roster with a veteran squaddy with the same name, regardless of that veteran's guild affiliation. And that is fun. That's cash money fun. So what was it that made you think of that one? Well, there's... it's That's probably the last thing on this card that I actually wrote. Um, which is probably like it's after I wrote the story. So in the story, obviously they're actually pulling back union models from other guilds. Mm. So it makes sense in that sense that they maybe bring some of their ability from when they've been playing in in the butchers or whatever back to the union, rather than just being the same person they were however many years ago. Yeah. Um, and then also like it's a it's just a cool toy that hasn't really been played with that much. Mm messing with the roster selection level is fun thing to be doing that isn't really covered anywhere else yet. Was, was there one of the veterans that jumped out at you was like, that's the one I fancy? I think Fangtooth and Hemlock are probably the top picks. Yeah. Because like, the other options are uh, Minx, who's already really good on over version yeah. 1 iteration, Gutter, who's the same um, and then, obviously, like you can't do it with rage because there is um, he's a, um, he's yeah. still in the union and not a squaddy. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know any others. Oh yeah, decimate. Like decimate's also pretty good, but I feel like she's probably better in the brewers than she is in the union. Because like whiskey chaser is better than anything union can give her, really. Hmm. I mean, I think she's good in any team she's in. <laughs> yeah, she's sort of like um, Benediction does most of the stuff that Decimate does. Mm, okay, like shoving people around, but yeah. not really killing them. Like letting you kidnap people. Yeah, a lot of the time it feels like you're going to want Benediction for the free kick and it feels quite hard to have both of them. Yeah. Interesting. So she just she doesn't necessarily fulfil a uh, as valuable a role in her veteran iteration. Mm. I can definitely see Fangtooth and Hemlock being um being useful. Yeah, yeah it I mean, was interesting. When I first read this, my first feeling was, oh my god, that's so broken. And then when you actually look at the players and have a think at the opportunity cost of switching them out, and they say, you go, do you know what? This is absolutely fine. Yeah, because I mean, who would actually want to drop original Fangtooth? That's just 
<laughs> Who would <laughs> leave your poor sweet boy out of the roster? I mean, in fact, Hangtooth is really good as well. Um, I think the thing I was sort of trying to aim for was that Longshanks was better with Blackheart and maybe Rage than he was with Greed. Oh, okay. Because Greed really yeah. likes original Fangtooth because um, the double move on Fangtooth's movement oh, so so is <laughs> But Greed doesn't really give as much in the way of tack buffs yeah. or like doesn't really enable the top end of the playbook and the the best thing about veteran Fangtooth is his ability to do like absurd amounts of damage yeah. on when you when you actually set him up with wraps and stuff. Which is something that Rage does better. Like I think Vet Rage would totally want Vet Fangtooth. But at the same time, Reed wants original Fangtooth, which means there's a sort of interesting decision to be made yes. over which side you want to lean towards. Because when uh, Vet Fangtooth was first released, he had the this model may not be Red Furied. Yeah. But even without that, if if he was under Rage Legendary, yeah. then he was tax six with ten damage on six hits. If I remember correctly, yeah. Uh, tax seven, surely. Well, with, with, the gang with, up plus, with the gang up as well, uh, then yeah, it was tax seven. Yeah. We had the whole shame bell thing, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, whenever anyone was running him with Vet Greet, Vet um, Rage. Was that, that DC? Was, yeah, that, that was DC. Was yeah. Shame yeah. Bell. yeah. <laughs> He actually brought it to the James Long Memorial, didn't he? The actual, an actual physical shame bell. <laughs> and he brought it to uh, Vengeance as well. Oh, did he? Maybe he did. Um, just going on to the legendary, uh, bought and paid for. You may exchange up to two game plan cards in your hand with the same number of unpicked or already played game plan cards. Ooh. That's quite fun. That's fun. What were you thinking another... behind that one? another aspect of the game that hasn't been interacted with yet on any like cards she's like there's no reason why you couldn't it's not like something that's particularly difficult to write rules for like yeah. the balance is sort of like uncertain because it's never been done before but i don't think that sure. it's particularly unreasonable because mm. um, it doesn't actually give you much more information yes like, it, it might give you a bit of power at a certain moment but then it is a legendary play yeah, it doesn't, um, because you don't get to look at the cards before you swap them. So if you want to take an unpicked card, and you're basically just rolling the dice, or you have a really bad card in your hand, or, like, you've suddenly realised that the, like, I don't know, the mudslide that you didn't take is actually really relevant all of a sudden. Sure. Mm. But most of the time, then you're going to be using it to, like, play a really good card twice. Like, if you, because yeah, you can exactly. often have a momentum advantage, which means that the text on the cards matters a lot more than the actual numbers quite a lot yeah. mm. so you can do things like play break out the knives and then see that you have a six momentum advantage and, pl and play it again or take your opponent to break out the knives <laughs> or like you know see that your opponent is on say hunters and like steal their side steps so you can shove them into their own traps ha. that sort of stuff yeah it does it, cool. feels, it does feel cool mate I think that's very clever I think what I really loved about your work here Henry is the fact that you like you said you decided to play with parts of the game that haven't really been touched at all with with respect to the changes of the roster selection and the sort of mucking about with with what you can do with the game plan cards and you did it in a way that doesn't feel like it was um sort of aimed in any way to do something powerful but more to do something interesting and flavorful and I think you you really nailed it in that respect 
I feel like Longshanks plays with the metagame because that's what Longshanks should do. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he sort of he doesn't really care about the pitch so much as about what's happening off the pitch. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I think you that's been highlighted by the fact that I didn't actually talk about his stats or anything. Because I was like, well, <laughs> what's he really doing? Sorry, is, he, is, is this guy going to make an attack at some point? Don't be silly. Yeah. He's, getting, he's getting too influenced most of the time, unless he really needs to do something. What it feels like is it feels like you've nailed Gaffer. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah. What an interesting shout! Sorry, who's Gaffer? <laughs> that I was mean, if Gaffer had been in Blacksmiths, maybe he'd be different. But, you if, know, what you mean when he was supposed to be called? Um, what was he going to be called? Oh no, his apprentice was going to be called Rivet and yeah. all that stuff. When he was going to be better, when he was going to be better in armor, when he was better be a blacksmith. Blame Rich Beard for that. <laughs> Slash the hundred players. Um, yeah, I mean, we did. I mean, he's move five seven, attack five, kick two six, def five, arm zero. Uh, it was twelve boxes, def five. Is uh, sort of, what is it like one point more than is usual with a def five? Oh, yeah. Def five models are usually five o twelve. I think. Oh, I think I'm just you get the five o twelve or five o ten with tech. Yeah, ten with tech. Yes, like Vitrio. I think that's where I'm. Yeah, where like Matagi has twelve now, and um... thank goodness. Yeah, he's such a good guy. But yeah, you don't. I mean, his tackle's on three, so he's not going to be streaming and going for the tackle. But the whole the point is, he can. He's got a mom two on three, so and he's only an inf cap of three, so he's not really going in for the damage. But the point is, he can get some. He's got the nice like pirate one damage um, dodge on two, and as you said, you so you in your head you thought he was a black heart player. That's what you designed him to be. Is that? I mean, black heart's the person that needs the most help, but the original. <laughs> Like idea was um actually a captain. Oh. Um, remember? Do you remember um a while ago now um there was a designer captain. Thing? Yes. Um. Who was it? It wasn't. Was, it was Lon Sims, wasn't it? Was it Lon? Yes, it was Lon. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, Lon. Lon did one. Um, yep. Did a designer captain competition. There was some really cool stuff in there. There was um a captain of the guards or the watch was in there. Yeah. There was a uh, veteran greed as well. I think. There was. I feel less snowflakey now. <laughs> I mean, I definitely told you when we were coming up with this idea that we shouldn't do captains because someone had already done that. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> um, so what's the sort of six that you fancy with this, Henry? So I feel like, say you're playing Blackheart, then you, pro you probably want long tanks. You probably want Grace as well. That, that you can, like, basically, you can make Black Grace and Rage one, so you can try and make an actual Black Heart Super Solo. Yeah. Right now, there's just there just not quite enough buffs to actually make Black Heart consistent. Mm. He, re he really wants the plus one attack from Below the Belt, and he really likes generally scaling up a little bit. I shut the um, boot, and then, if you're playing Bla Black Heart, you can also play Veteran Hemlock. Oh, for the extra him, jog. To give him an extra jog and make it like extend his threat range a bit and help help him out with all of that sort of thing. You still have blind, which is like a really useful tool for original yeah. hemlock as well. It gives you a bit of ball threat. Um, and then so you've got long shanks, you've got grace, you've got rage one, veteran hemlock, you've got blackheart, um, and then I guess coin. Like you mm, don't yeah. really have anyone who does anything other than blackheart. Um, so that's well, so, <coughs> between so rage, your turn is. He's basically buffing your captain for a wonder turn. I mean, the thing is, like, there are several guilds that have that option, but you mm. currently aren't one that really does. No. I'm looking at sort of fillet as an example. Also, you do have Rage who can just kill stuff on his own. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. And Grace can also help play the football game with him, so it, it can it can do a little bit. really good at on um, football as well. Like she's got mm. two inch melee and a tackle on one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Good point. Did you manage to? I don't know if you've been able to play any guild ball. Uh, you know, proper. Like I say proper. Non-online guild ball to test this player out. No, I've um like I've only been playing on Vassal recently. I have He's not. Well, I've done any testing with. No, no, no. I mean, I think we. Our plan was to test all the players out, but obviously because we can't meet up, up and stuff, we haven't done that and stuff, which is a shame. But once it's all done, we will hopefully test out these players and have some fun with them. Yeah, um, I'd really like to actually try playing with them. Yeah, I I think this is really good, and I re I really I think my favouritest thing on his card is the for old time's sake. Just the notion of bringing other models to my team makes me happy. It's. Most sort of unique toy on the card, I suppose. Yes, mm. yes. I'm not saying it's the best toy. It's just <laughs> it puts a smile on my face. Agreed. Yeah, I think it's it's a really sort of. I just I just love that it's playing around with things we haven't seen played around with before. Mm. It's interesting. That's what we wanted. We want more than anything. We wanted this competition to throw up some really interesting things to read that looked fun. Which it, which which it has. Longshanks and the whole competition in in actuality really has. There's so many fun ideas out there. It's just been really fun to um, to see such creativity from the community. Mm. Yeah, the Guildball community has lots of like really good stuff going on. Yeah, when they're not like, bitching and moaning. <laughs> I mean, when they're not being given good reasons to bitch and moan. <laughs> I I also agree with that. I mean, <laughs> there are reasons to bitch and moan. Huh. Well, I mean, let, let's get back on the positive train, Matthew. <laughs> okay. Toot toot. <laughs> oh, it's smaller than I thought, Barry. Here it comes, though. <laughs> it's late. For all of us. It's late, Barry. No, I mean, I'm still hoping that once all the lockdown's over, something cool's going to happen, and we're going to love Gilball, and 2021 is going to be the year of Gilball. Yeah. <laughs> like we said yeah. in 2020 and 2019. and 2020. No, 2020's written off. Come on, guys. Oh, I've absolutely written this year off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just an absolute <laughs> shambles. Of a year. Yeah, it really is. Um, cool. I don't know what... Uh, Dan, you're our resident union expert for us. Any thoughts? Any questions? Apart from, I really like it. Not really. <laughs> like, it's exactly the sort of player I do like, where it's a support player that changes so much stuff. Like, the fact that it changes the team draft and the cards and... Yeah. I think when really we, like it. I think when we like looked when, at this card. Oh, sorry, go down. No, I was going to say, like when Gaffer was first fold, I absolutely adored it because I and that honor anything that's like even vaguely coachy, I just yeah, it's <laughs> so right up my alley. It does seem a position that is hard to get right in people's eyes in terms of they're not meant to be all singing or dancing. They're not meant to be able to smash people's faces in or score goals from downtown. But because of that, I think when people look at the cards, it's not instantly. You don't instantly go, ooh, I want that. Balance, I feel. Yeah, I think it is hard to balance, it really is. So mm. There's a lot of stuff that, like, you could put on a card that suddenly scales. But at the moment, there are already quite a lot of... There are already enough buffs in the Union that giving them more feels sort of concerning. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 think time, I can agree with that. They have no models that are dedicated support models, so you sort of feel like a buffy model is a good place to give them stuff. 
which creates an interesting sort of yeah. line between the two where you sort of have to do things that play like a buffing character but that don't actually make your models much better which is a really hard target to hit that's a, that's a small bullseye yeah. Um, yeah. well I'm looking below the belt feels like it's gonna do a lot below the belt feels for me like one but the hot I think Longshanks in general I agree with Henry that he's kind of created a player here that that really does look like it worked very well with um, a Blackheart team but I do think there's um, there's a lot of people who would look at this and go, "Well, this makes this is great for Vet Greed, or this make this is great for um, Vet uh, Rage, just because because of the extra damage buff in there, and because those players are, or those captors are generally seen as the the go to, as it were." Um, but who does you replace in Vet Greed? Because like Raid brings a more consistent damage buff. That's like, and he his personal output is significantly better, so you're not replacing him. Then you probably have at least two output players and greed themselves. It means that you have one slot left, which I guess is usually Grace at the moment. Or, be- or Benny. Like, um, you've got Benediction, you've got Hemlock, who are yeah, also really good yeah. for that slot. That's a fair point. So, like, you could just bring him in your 12 so that you could play Vet, Vet Finetooth with Vet Rage. Yes, which some people <laughs> might. But but then, like, then you're missing he's... out on some good stuff. Yeah, you're missing out on someone. And it's not like Longshanks is bad with Vet Rage either. No. The thing with chocolate pudding, to an extent, is that if you have a union model that's attacking someone who is knocked down, the person they are attacking is probably dead. Oh, yeah. I'd say so. You'd hope. Because Minx, Minx isn't hitting them. They've got minus two death, and they've probably got at least one crowd because someone knocked them down. I think unless they're that, like, Anvil, they're dead. <laughs> yeah. Like, you really need more damage buffs. <laughs> because the thing that Union really want is more efficiency buffs. Hmm. Which I've got it. Right. Oh, right, okay. okay. Vet Greed. <laughs> you have Long Shags, you bring Vet Hemlock, and then Fangtooth Jogs three times. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I see you are now doing a Fangtooth goal run. But then do you <laughs> I take too like to live dangerously. Or do you give him tooled up? Uh, you just drop Minks. Like, who cares about that model? <laughs> <laughs> Overrated. <laughs> It's as if 10,000 Union's players cried out and were suddenly silenced. Yeah. Dad's put all his eggs in the Easter fangtooth basket. <laughs> Bunny old bitch! Basket. I mean, Dan has done that to me with when we when we very first played. Do you remember, Dan? When we very first played Vet Greed. Yes. I think I was. I said, oh, can we have just a nice little game? I want to try nice Rapture for the first game. time. And you're like, okay. <laughs> I'll bring Vet Greed. Minx. Smashing no. my face in turn no, one. No, it was uh, you were on Alks. Was it Alks? Yes, I was playing Corbelli when you were on Rats. Oh, yeah, forgive me. Uh, yeah, I walked up with. Uh, fucking snared everyone, and then from downtown, like 20 inches or something stupid, <laughs> Fangtooth comes and just unmasks the world. <laughs> just like from the one, back of like, the field. Oh, Lord, he come in. He's such <laughs> a good boy. <laughs> just like. Such a good Freaking waddling at high speed up the field, <laughs> like like a freaking bowling ball. <laughs> um, yeah, I it, I didn't like it, um, but I like this guy, mm. and I I really like your story. I really like your player, Henry, and I, so thanks, man, for entering because I really like. That's for running. Yes, and, um, like, good to have some content in lockdown. Yeah, we, <laughs> well, we're trying. We, it was really difficult to know what to do. <laughs> yeah, um, but we we are trying and. 
we are releasing these as like mini episodes rather than our massive four hour episodes so it looks like we're doing more <laughs> to help yeah to he- just to help sort of quick look busy yeah <laughs> i'm so we're so lucky we started this before lockdown because if we hadn't thought of this or and like because it would have been a bit harder to record more um during lockdown but this is this was such a handy thing to have to tide us over but mm. well, i mean while we've got you here henry i feel i've got to ask because you are you know part of the community but also you get to the tournaments you are play at a very high level you're in with like the guys that play at a high level what's your feeling about guild ball at in general at the moment and i know you're going to come from like a competitive standpoint generally well i would imagine but what's your feelings now in the terms of like having the field test and this and that and like it needs change what's your feelings does it need change um i don't think that it's needs change i think that change might be refreshing for getting people back into the game and that sort of thing yeah sure um so like it probably i think that change is done well wouldn't hurt um but i also think that it's probably correct of uh, to not do too much more on the field test without his designers being off fellow because mm. like you know they're probably the people that I trust the most to not do anything to kill ball that shouldn't be done to it. Mm. Yeah, of course. But... So that's sort of nice. But at the same time, basically, the game itself is in quite a good position right now. Um, It could probably be in a better position, particularly with regards to the sort of like the binary nature of ball killing and goal scoring at the moment that I talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. But Fixing those problems probably requires changing the fundamentals in ways that you can't just do without a lot of research. You can't be slapdash. I think it's going to be difficult for Steamforce to justify the amount of work that would need to be done in order to actually get it into a good position. Even the amount of money Kilpore probably brings in for them. Well, right yeah, now. I mean, we've, I don't know if you've, you know, listened to us, but we've banged on about that for a while about how Gilball just isn't making them. Um money you know you know it's not their it's not the game sport it's the fact that they release some teams a lot of people have all the teams you know if they release a captain i'm buying it if they release a team i'm buying it i know that's not and everyone doesn't do that so part of me is like yeah i get it that they should, that they can't put resources in something that doesn't make them loads of money and the other part of me is like just release a team and it will make you money yeah but i know that's a simplistic view and I'm, you know, I'm not in the business. I don't know how, how much money they're making off this and that, and how much the cost of the work that goes into it, and blah blah blah. blah. But it does just feel to me that, like, just release a team and we'll buy it. <laughs> that will fix it, guys. Yeah. I think the issue with like the whole like releasing new teams thing is that like teams require a bunch of work, whereas I don't think that it will be that hard to release things like alt art promos, for example, especially online ones. Or like mm-hmm. custom backed guild um, uh, g- g- game plan cards and that sort of stuff, like whether as promos or as like tournament kits or whatever, like because cardboard is relatively easy and it's not like you're releasing any new actual models, so it doesn't actually cost you anything in terms of development work either. Yeah, a little bit of graphics. But so yeah. like that sort of stuff is a but like you could even use the same artwork and so on. Um, so there's not. There are places that they could be, like, 
doing things that make your ball more relevant. Even even just like you know posting posting on Twitter occasionally and actually like promoting the game a bit more. Yes, but I guess they don't want to draw attention to a game where like some of their stuff is out of stock. Yeah, well, it feels like yeah, priority one should be actually having stock that people can purchase before you yeah, worry I mean, about working on it. Yeah, yeah, but they've been working on it for a while. I'm just <laughs> yeah. I'm just upset because I'm seeing a game I love not do as well as I know it can. That's what upsets me and that's what yeah, frustrates only... me. We're only sad because we care. If we didn't give a fuck, we wouldn't a be doing this or b moaning like bitches. Like it's just how it is. But the Gilball field test, I'm confident it was like the end of the first week of April or around that sort of time. I'm like we'd already gone into lockdown. So are we saying that it shouldn't have been released at all? Lockdown was on. I think like doing it during lockdown is fine. Doing it while your developers are furloughed is less fine. Sure. <laughs> I think that's the, the sort of the <laughs> yep. distinction here. I don't think they're mutually exclusive, though, unless they didn't think at that time they were going to go into furlough. I don't, I don't know. I think they already were, but they thought they'd be out of it by the time, by this time. Yeah, possibly. Gotcha. Which gotcha. is somewhat justifiable. Mm. But that, yeah, like, I remember it's not we were. Place to be. Now? Because look, now it looks like. Because they, they can't. They don't want to say anything more because. They don't want to commit to anything without input from Jamie and Bryce, and they're legally not allowed to actually talk to them until the follow stops. Sure. So they can't really, they can't commit to anything with that. But it's just a, it's a bad look to say, "Hey, look, the game isn't dead. We are still doing things about it. We're going to do some stuff about it, and then just go radio silence for a month." Yeah, that's what. That's like, the bad thing. It's probably worse than if yeah. they just kept their mouths shut. Or released a thing which said, look, we've got this idea to, you know, take a look at the game in more detail and generate some more, some, some actual changes. I know we've said this before, but we're going to, we really want to try it this time. But given that we're in lockdown and the, and the development team is on furlough, this can't happen until the lockdown is lifted. But please know that as soon as it is and we get the opportunity to, we're going to get back on that. Or before they start putting up any changes that would actually like, you know, like the article with a bunch of changes for stuff they should do. Yeah. Like, rather than do, here's a bunch of changes, do stuff, instead do, here's a survey, what do you think is actually wrong with the game? Yes. Basically, if they'd done what you did first, that would have been much better. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I'm just really disappointed because I was excited for changes in terms of, not that I think the game needs changing, but I'm just a bit of a... Okay. I like the new shiny. And when I thought, oh, this means I'm getting something new. I didn't know what, but it didn't matter. <laughs> I just <laughs> thought something new and different and shiny and exciting. Um, and I feel like that's gone away. And I'm like, oh, that was a bit of a anti-climax. Mm -mm. uh, I think I only got to play three field test games. I know a lot of people who were talking about it on Discord didn't play any, but are still talking about it a lot. I would have liked to have played more, but it was actually tough for me to find people who wanted to A, field test, and B, be on Vassal. Um, so I wonder if they just think they're not going to get the data they would have got had we all been playing at games clubs where we might get a couple of games for field test tonight. I don't know. I kind of want yeah. that to be a thing, but I'd love them to come out and say, like, oh, sorry, guys. It's still in my head. I, I haven't abandoned it. Thanks for trying it. Let's see what happens in the future. Mm. 
I think the thing with the field testers, like trying to get people to do it whether they're online or not, is that the changes are so big and sweeping. But changes of that level are going to require changes to players' cards as well in order to fit around that. Yeah, yeah. we, we if said you that don't on... change players' cards because the intent I feel from Matt was a like, but we will change players' cards in order to accommodate the balance. Yes. So a bunch of their feedback will be this is unbalanced, which he already knows. True. He's not getting good data out of it. Like even if he did, if he, he did the poll, then people would say three VP goals make footballing teams bad, and like reallocating influence makes killing teams bad. It's like, well, yeah, mm -hmm. Thank like God we, you were we here. know this. Like that's yeah. it's, it's not something that's particularly like. It's not insightful. The, the initial takes are pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. Then like the deeper takes all require you to go well we played with three bp goals but we also house ruled all the strikers to have like two extra attack and plus one plus two kick it played quite nicely <laughs> like, but no one's going to take the initiative to do that sort of thing because you never mentioned it in the initial document yeah yeah which i i think had we been playing up the club i don't think we might have given it a bit more of a crack and maybe as you um as you say, like maybe modify certain things, or how about we do this? Da, 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 da. But we didn't. I just, I just, <laughs> I just don't want Gilwell to go away. I still want to play it. I still game's want still probably the best miniatures game on the market. So you know, there's only so much that like Steamforge can do to it. Mm. Yeah, and this, but we need more agree, people to know how great it is. A weird time. Yeah, I think the big thing really is that there's. If it was just completely left alone by Steamforged, I don't think it would die. Mm, there are plenty of other games that have been abandoned by their creators and have been sort of like have kept trucking for a while and I mean, have been the... bought by other people. Yeah, Netflix was doing it as well. Um, so like, there are games that do that, and it's fine. So I'm not mm. worried about it from a sense of Steamforged drop support for it, and that causes no, no, problems. No. Like it's just awkward how it's currently in limbo, where Steamforged are still supporting it in name. But like it's so the community isn't stepping up to balance it and release new stuff for it and so on and so forth because no one would really like is gonna actually use homebrew in in actual tournaments much even if there are cool things like this going on yeah so you can't really justify like putting the time into doing that sort of stuff because Steamforged are still saying that they're supporting it but then it's still not getting anything actually done yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it really we, is exactly that. So last year, what did we get teams wise? We got miners and we got cooks, cooks. last year, right? Yeah. Yep. So, but cooks functionally should have come out the year before. And we got a we did we get season four? No, season four was a year before that. Wasn't uh, we got um we got, the captains, we got new captains, yeah. new captains, yeah, and yeah. um and uh, the rookies. Yeah, yeah. So last year we actually got quite a bit of stuff. Yes. This year. We got shepherds, obviously. Then we've gone into lockdown, and I'd love to know. Oh, obviously, it's been affected. I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking them. Like, my industry is com is dead. I mean, it's completely stopped on March the 20th. I think it was. Every production shut down. That's it. No works happened since. Done. So, I get that nothing's happened. I'd love to know what their roadmap was. I just Are love we all to know. Up to date on resins. Other All than the plastic boxes. All the teams except the yeah, except the Smiths and so, Farmers. Okay. But I don't think the like the fish and the morts and hunters have been in stock for a while, have they? I think they're they're getting re they were hoping to restock them at some point by now. Yeah, in the new yeah. resin rather than the old 
Yeah. Yes. But then yeah. I would Im- I mean, I don't know what the, you know, the, let's just say COVID's a fucked everything. Like, that's given, you know, we know that. I have I heard I would just that. love to know what we were meant to get this year. I think, like, I wouldn't be surprised if you got something towards the end of the year anyway, just because, like, while, like, you know, the designers aren't allowed to work for Steamforged because they're on furlough, yeah. like, I don't think that you could stop Jamie from thinking about game design if you tried. Well, quite. No, I expect so, him and him like, and the other guy, I feel like back, we're doing stuff. It's going to be like, oh, I'm back. Like, I've got all of these cool ideas. <laughs> yeah. Or like, um, you know, well, and I'm sure Bryce will be the same and so on. Like, they'll have have ideas and stuff to put down. And, like, if they were, the time isn't going to be completely gone, even if they weren't working. Of course. Because of course. that's not the sort of person that they are. No, of course. Uh, and there's also the community's been talking about stuff for like six months and so on. So even like with the field test and the like surveys and all this sort of thing, and like Matt's been talk- th- talking about it as well. So like all of these things that have been happening during the lockdown, like I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the fruits of that, so to speak, in a few months afterwards. Mm. Especially given that there is meant to be another errata in, like, what, October, se- September, something like that? I mean, in theory. No if they no stopped that, I wouldn't blame them at ahead. all. Yeah, because there's not been a lot of flux in, in sort of reports from the meta and everything in the, in the last few months, so possibly we won't see that errata. That wouldn't, that yeah, I wouldn't sort of, that wouldn't surprise me at all. But on, I mean, on, on the front of Jamie, sort of, you were talking about Jamie, Bryce, anyone else doing, still sort of teetering around with ideas probably jamie's been posting some um sort of game development thoughts um in uh, on twitter so he's he you know he's clearly still his mind is still at work like you say you you can't stop yeah. people who's who are passionate about game development and and you know you can't stop them working as it were even even when they're not working yeah hmm. Hmm. um my i think my take on it is not taking it but my notion is we we know that when a team comes out, it doesn't just appear. It's been on a boat from China from the last however long. Or yeah. Holland, well, the it's, it, they're not coming from China anymore. No, no, exactly. It was yeah. it was. I use that as the phrase rather than literal <laughs> actuality, like the slow boat from China. Um, so I wonder, was something waiting in the wings, ready for release, in terms of like team sculpted, ready, done? And they just had to put the final touches to the rules and stuff, which obviously couldn't happen. I, I, I've kind of got this hope that there's like a warehouse full of a team. <laughs> ready. And at the moment they get back, they'll be like, yeah, I've got all this. It's all sorted. It's done. Quick. Go, go, go. QR of the Covenant get... end scene music. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a team almost ready to go as soon as we're back in <laughs> the real world. I feel like if they had stuff for the entertainers, they would have mentioned it because they did the previous sort of, you know, the SteamCon models and that sort of stuff, mm. then it would have made sense to give us more updates on entertainers in the meantime if they mm. were actually, like, things for them were going ahead. So that's because they felt the initial concept needed reworking so that they would want to keep quietly until they got something solid. I bloody hope or, so. Or they've just not been late yet because they're doing, like, the watch for the Smith or something first. Yes, let's or have the them first. Or the lamplighters, exactly. Anyone except the entertainers. Let's rework that concept. It's clearly awful. Let's do a new one. Let's have, let's have the, the I don't know, the Festival Goers Guild. The, ent- the Entertainers Guild, fine. Stick with the entertainers, just but don't just make them actors. Go straight to Masons. 
That would be fine as well. I like the entertainers so little. Even as a Brewers fanboy, I like the entertainers so little, I want all the other minor guilds first so they've got time to fix it. Like, <laughs> they had... But if, it, if it's something that's not them, then they've been dropping minor hints that something... What the next guilds like might be like, you know, there's the mentions of the watch in Ferris fluff and that sort of stuff. And the, <laughs> Minor uh, hints, um, possible money lenders, and there's like mm. messenger guilds as a major guild and that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, talked about it for ages. They've clearly got these ideas that have been bouncing around until they've got something good. Like, and if they need ideas for the entertainers, well, Matt Hart is the ideas person, and he's the person who's like officially still been thinking about Guild Ball and still paid to do so at the moment. So presumably, yeah. like, you know, maybe he's done that. Oh, I hope so. I just, I just want new shiny things, man. I just want to throw, I just want to throw money at them. Give, give me limited edition models. Give me limited edition dice. Give me like limited edition models of the model I just bought. I don't care. <laughs> Steamforge don't do limited editions. Give us mascot number three, you cowards. Yeah. Give us the free city's That's petting zoo, want, you like, cowards. We want another mascot. Because people love mascots. It's animals. Everyone loves animals on their field running about doing fun things. That's what pe that's yeah. what the people want. Um, well, Henry, I, I worry we're taking up all of your evening. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sorry we went off your player a bit, but it just feels like while we've got someone who's so uh, sort of into Guild Ball, knows about Guild Ball, you know, it feels foolish to not try and get your opinions on the matter. It's good journalism, guys. Good journalism. Um... <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you very much, Henry, for a entering our competition, b doing such a good job, and for c joining us tonight to talk about it. It's okay. Thanks again. Been good. Thanks for running the event as well. It's been. Let's <laughs> do what everyone else has done. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> well, maybe we'll do another one sometime. And like, I don't know, focus purely on mascots. If SFG won't do it, we will. Yeah, or when we get more of the field test, if something happens, if something happens, we will like ring you up and go, Henry, do you want to chat to us about field test stuff? Because I, I feel Big like news. after your survey, as far as I'm concerned, you are Mr. Field Test right now. Oh, no. <laughs> you have to change your name on Longshanks, Henry Field Test K. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played any Field Test games, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll fit right in. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one has. Cool, man. Well, um, yeah, thanks Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. And um, we're going to have our deliberations over like the weekend, I think, and then we should work out who is our winner. Who gets the tat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who wants another copy of Longshanks? Oh, no, Shadow, Shadow Games. Shadow Games. So many copies of Shadow Games. Actually, on that subject, did you see the thing on, I think it was Gilball Sales and Trades or Gubs, of a guy who some time ago had bought a job lot of... Gilball. It looked like it was just from like a store selling their Gilball lot stock cheap, yeah. and he bought it. And there were about twenty copies of Shadow Games at the top. <laughs> you just that game crops up everywhere, and nobody plays it. It's not I even still... a bad game. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's it's a little it's a little predictable after you've played it once. But the first time we played it, it was great fun. Ah, oh. but it has been lovely to talk to you, Henry. Thanks a lot for coming yes. on, man. It's been great. Yeah, and we would love to have you back on again soon if we may, sir. Okay, well, just let me know. Yeah. <laughs> will do. Right. Well, stay safe during lockdown, and we'll see you soon. Soon. Go See you later, dude. Well, that was a lot of fun. That was four <laughs> very 
interesting conversations. I think it was. I just really love talking to members of the community community that I've maybe not talked to very much before. Henry, I've spoken to a little bit, but um, Pavel, Evando, and uh, John, I've you know not either not interacted with or barely interacted with. Um, so that was that was really cool getting to talk to them. There's just four fantastic ideas and all of the other ideas that we had entered were absolutely brilliant as well. Yeah, it, it was hard picking four. It really, it, really there was, was. There was a couple more that I... Oh, that's so close. So close. So close. But, yeah, I, I've got to say, I, it's been super fun. I think the problem we have is that... Well, we do our podcast because we like talking shit. Yeah. And we talk to each other a lot about Gilball and the other guys at the club. Da, 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 da. Yes, we talk to other people when we go to tournaments and we message other people about, oh, what's this? What's that? You know, a little bit. But actually having other guys on and chatting about Gilball like that, it was so refreshing. Mm, you get to see like, different perspectives on the game. Like Edvando, for example, approaches the game from a point where I've never really met anyone who looks at the game that way before. So no, exactly. that was just a really eye-opening conversation. Yeah. Um, and just so it much was, fun. It was four completely different people like like Pavel's just like he's like quite focused and he's in it and he's like he's like a good player and like he's there to win and all that sort of stuff you got Ed who's like I don't give a fuck it's <laughs> just like if this is shit I'm gonna fix it I'm gonna make yeah. it good and you, you've got um John who is really into Gilball but just hasn't had the opportunity to play but he's still here in the hobby mm. and like enjoying it and entering this and thinking about trying Gilball to grow his scene up there Gilball. he's just not actually getting to play so it's like there's a completely different end of the spectrum then you've got henry who you know is a, f- a former british champ he's one of the top players in in the country he was going you off know, to play a vassal game literally after we finished speaking with him <laughs> yeah really really interesting but yeah it, it makes me think we need um more people on the podcast because we're bored of each other uh, I mean, I, I'm certainly bored of you. I know. I, yeah, I, I don't blame you. Yeah, I blame and I you, and I think, I, I mean, I imagine you're bored of me. So let's. Yeah, and if our download totals are anything to go by, everyone's bored of us. So hopefully, um, the don't of... don't tell people that oh, we're sorry. getting fewer downloads that will push them away, Barry. Okay. Hopefully... No one's going to adopt a, the the stinky, smelly, mangy kitty. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, it was great. Really good. So now we have the problem of actually picking a winner. And mm. I don't think that's going to be easy. It ain't easy. It's not going to be easy. Not at all. No. Um, I genuinely... I think there's going to be a lot of yelling and a lot of... I respect your opinion, but you're wrong over <laughs> yeah, the weekend. Yeah. It's like, no, no, I, I see that, yeah. but... I get where you're coming well, from and that's a really good point. It's just not right. The single most offensive phrase in the English language. No offence, but. (laughs) Yeah, or with all due respect, which means with absolutely no respect whatsoever. Yeah, if if I ever say to anyone, no offence, but, I mean (laughs) nothing but the most severe offence. Thing is, all jokes aside, I've definitely heard you say that on numerous occasions to me. Yeah. (laughs) Just... no Correct. offense, Matt, but and then I've just been like, "Oh fuck, this isn't going to go well for me." Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do, I think, over the weekend is yell at each other a whole bunch, decide who we want to be our tippy top champion, which is what they're going to be called, um, 
and then we'll make a short announcement of that whether we do that via a mini-sode which would be like a minute long of sort of saying a name and then us cheering for 50 seconds or we could just put a post up on facebook or whatever we'll, we'll have a chat about that and then we're going to ship them a lot of cool shit and yeah well steady on are we okay we're going to ship them a small amount of mediocre tat a, a goalpost and I'm going to send a copy of Shadow Games because I've got so chuffing many. Let, ask if they want it first. No. No, no, they don't get a choice in this. You enter the competition, you won, you're getting the shit that's taking up space in my drawers. Ride or die. <laughs> Ride or die. <laughs> cool, uh, man. Yeah, cool. Well, so, that went well, really well. That also, 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 that concludes our little four-episode minisodes that I'm calling them. Uh, let us know how you feel about the minisodes, or if you're like, no way, I want four hours, or if you're like, yes, digestible chugs hurts my head less. I mean, yeah. I think there's a pause button, but some people don't get Ooh, burn. <laughs> Throwing shade. So I was talking to um, Ben uh, from Dionysus Designs yesterday. He was mm. like, I just, I just can't download your podcast. He was like, I just see it's like three hours or four hours. I'm like, just, I just don't want to. Just don't want to do it. And I'm like, but you could just stop it. No, I can't bother. I listen to like three or like. Well, to be fair, the podcasts I listen to, a lot of them break their big episodes into smaller episodes. But there's some of the episodes are still like an hour and a half, and sure. I won't listen to that in one go. I will listen to that in three thirty-minute chunks, and then I'll go into the next episode that's linked with that and listen to that in two or three three thirty-minute chunks. Like I don't listen to podcasts. Like when I used to listen to Eye of Horus, some of their episodes are four hours, like ours. I barely, I would rarely listen to that in one go. I'd listen, I'd listen to it in chunks. So, mm. Ben, if you're not well, listening, no, you know, it's quite, like, I would, I would genuinely be interested in some feedback. If anyone cares to yeah. send an email to rollbetpodcast.com or just post directly on our Facebook page, just get some chat going on the Facebook page. I mean, it's sweet, but you say that like anyone's listened this far. <laughs> Is point. anyone listening to this bit of the episode? Go, oh, they want some feedback. I guess I'll send them an email. Yeah, they're the hardcore. They're yeah. the hardcore. And that, which means they are not going to say that we want shorter, more digestible uh, they, chunks. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see if but, we get um, even an email. But I would just like to say thanks so much to everyone who entered. Thank you very much to our finalists for chatting to us. That's been really fun. I hope everyone else has enjoyed some other voices on the air. Um,. And we'll be back soon with um, our winners. Our winner. So uh, with that, please do. Roll Roll banner. Roll banner.